Yeah, I keep forgetting that. We just saved the whole podcast. Yeah, keep reminding me about that because I keep forgetting about that. They're so like they're so like not noticeable to me. Cool, man. Nick, Mike, how are you? Well, well, awesome, bro. Good to hear. Colin, how are you? Let's get let's get let's get it all up, okay? Let's get all the energy up. All right, right? none of, none of the pleasantries. Okay. <laughs> Yo, bro. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> bro, what up, bro? <laughs> no, I was gonna say um. Uh, just a quick little intro. This is Nick Ward. I'm here myself. I'm Colin Cummings, and this is Grandmaster uh, Mike Adelic Johnson. Here I am at Unreal Johnson. <laughs> You're listening to. I I have coined this nickname myself for Michael. Okay. I I think it's great. It's fine because it's Michael. It's psychedelic. If you, ha- if you hadn't told me that you had coined it, I was like, oh, man, this guy must that must be from high school. Like, I just followed him right? for decades. That's everybody no, just him. from, like, last episode, basically. <laughs> it's just like, yo, I, I had a dream, and this is it now. I just, and I just finished changing all my all my social media handles to Unreal Johnson, so I'm not changing them again. <laughs> I'm just not going to do that. Don't be like that. But no, we can we can use Mycadelic in the in the confines of, uh, of this podcast. <laughs> A.K.A. Thank you. See, that's compromise. See, that's partnership. You guys have a long and, and uh, beautiful future together with that kind of a give and take. <laughs> um, but I always like to represent people properly um, and really like let them say what they are. Mm. So like, uh, what, what would you call yourself? Mm, I mean, what would I call myself? I would call myself a free spirit, someone that's here to learn and appreciate and understand things. Um, I, I'm just interested in everything. Mm. And, um, and so I, I do feel like from a, you know, kind of a more wider lens, I feel like I'm here on this planet to just learn and to uh, have great conversations and meet people and understand myself and understand people and yeah stuff. So like you, you're like in the coaching field per se. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. So that, that professional realm i would say it's in it's it's based on helping people be responsible and helping people take accountability and helping people really use their word as power and be able to create with their words and in that context for the last five years it's really been about personal development work in terms of holistic coaching and and that and the um you know helping people create a life that's worth living helping people create a self-care journey that really supports that um and in this this interesting enough this this past year i realized like i actually kind of got tired of coaching a little bit i kind of started to feel like you know i i like i want to help people and and follow their journeys but i have other things i want to be doing um and so i make the choice to only have one client this year and we only meet once a month and we text and, and, and stuff between the, the sessions. And what that's really allowed me to do is focus on, on bringing um, the holistic and the, the empowered message to the business world and to work with, um, you know, specifically in the, in the cannabis and the tech space, but working with companies that are wanting to um, sell authentic products and tell authentic stories. And so it's using, using a lot of the work that I've been doing up until now, um, around self-care, making self-care like the primary focus of scaling a company, for example. Yeah. So it's all part of it, um, but more, yeah, focusing more on the business stuff and really coaching my own team, if you will, like using my coaching skills and abilities to help build, um, grow, grow a team for a company. 
Cool, cool. I like that you took advantage of that, explaining who you are a little bit. Some people just don't take advantage at all. But give us like two words. <laughs> I'm a human. Huh? I'm a human. Right. That's usually what we get. We'll yeah. get that or, you know, just like, or like just what they are, like just a basic lens of it. But I like that you just delved in there. Thanks. Because I've been wondering. Because mm. I've been like watching you on social media and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like your content. So thank you. So thank you for that. And uh, and you're also a comedian? <laughs> we've, we've been having a lot of comedians. No, no. This is. I'm just wondering. <laughs> this is from the other side of my circle. It's okay. My okay. Circle. It's funny you ask that. It's funny you ask that. Um, which I don't know if there's a Ed Norton movie where they do a joke about funny. You should say that. But anyway, that's for the sure. whole, whole other thing. But uh, I actually do want to be in comedy. Um, but I have, I've only done, I've gone up on stage once okay. and, uh, Sorry I have a little, just... I have a little joke folder and I, I have little things that I'm writing down what and, the f- and so <laughs> it's not something that I've actually, um, that I'm actually, you know, actively doing, right. but it's, it's there. And I think this year it's going to come out a bit more. Cool. Oh, okay. So cool. I apologize. Uh, yes, he is a comedian. He's Sorry. a comedian. Okay. <laughs> if you're writing jokes in a book, you're definitely a comedian. Yeah. You're getting there. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, we've had a lot of comedians. Basically, everybody, I think. Almost, almost everybody. And in my head, I was like, finally, Nick is not the one that's not not interested in comedy at all. Vessa was one, and that was it. Damn. Yeah. Right. And now we got Nick. Well, you know what? Should take you to open mic. Yeah, it's it's time. You know, I what I think is most interesting is that when I'm working with people one on one or in a business setting, humor really brings a lot to it. And 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 so that it just seems natural for me to infuse more comedy into what I'm doing mm-hmm. in my life um, because I love it. Like, I'm a huge fan. And, and so it also makes sense for me to try and be a little bit more comedic purposefully as well. Yeah. yeah. Right. That always helps with uh, building rapport. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, making the sale. That, totally. That, that, <laughs> totally. That charisma. Yeah. Yeah. True. So Nick, um, we're here to talk about mushrooms. Yes. And I'm very curious. When was the first time? You did mushrooms. I was 18 years old. I was at a party at some at my friend's birthday party, and we were uh, actually that's not the first time I tried it, but that's the first time it had an impact. The first time I tried it was a few months earlier. I tried to buy some weed from my local uh, high school weed dealer, and he was like, "Ah, oh, bro, I only got mushrooms," and I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll try that." And Classic. It, and. Uh, and so I, I ate it in a bologna sandwich, and I, I think I just fell asleep. I didn't really have, I didn't really feel okay. Anything. So it wasn't I, meaningful. It wasn't so much. But then a few months later, we were at a friend's birthday, and um, and there was a, a big bag of mushrooms and some tea that was made, and 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 uh, Daft Punk playing around the world on vinyl in the basement, and and then kind of that was that was the the first time. Cool. Yeah. Um, tell me more about that, or tell me more about your first meaningful one, actually, mm-hmm. uh, rather. Well, yeah, it was, I had been drinking and smoking weed and, um, and I think that was it. So I had, yeah, I had alcohol and I had weed and then someone gave me this mushrooms okay. and I, and I, and, I, and of course, typically I was like, ah, I don't, how much do I take? It's like a handful right. out of a bag and I have no idea what dose or anything it was. Right. All I know was a few hours later, I was like, I'd vomited bring <laughs> obviously. That, bring that mic in closer yeah. to you. Yeah. Cool like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd vomited and uh, and I felt really great afterwards and then this real psychedelic experience started happening and huh. again we were listening to the music and it was on vinyl and there was lights and sounds and it was just like I was it was an experience of like I've experienced something like this isn't this is different okay this is different I think I understand what you mean like my my first time was similar like it was very 
overwhelming. It was like a download of like just too much information. And, uh, and I, I remember being, you know, frustrated at times, uh, noticing beauty at other times, mm. but just like a big download mm. of like information. You're like, this mm. is not like weed or not mm. like other stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Pulls the, pulls, pulling a, a stronger pull in different directions. And I found, you know, like getting pulled into the darker side, it was faster and easier and uh, more scary. And then also being, but getting pulled into the, the the more expansive and the lighter side of things was happening at the same time. So yeah, it was. It's a definitely is a. It was a stronger feeling than I'd had um, just from from smoking cannabis, for example. So you say your general takeaway from that first time was just like this is different. This is different. Yeah, this is different, and 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 this is cool. Like I, I like this. I, I like the way that I feel with the music. I like the way that the music sounds um, with this experience. So yeah, right on. I I remember listening to like Dark Side of the Moon in full mm. Pink Floyd. Uh, for my first and second time on repeat or something and that's like a hell of a journey because mm-hmm. it's like really upbeat and then it, there's some down moments and it's kind of freaky and it makes you go through this yeah. internal journey that uh, you wouldn't otherwise expect and yeah you're, and your third and fourth and fifth <laughs> every single time I've ever done it with them that's what comes on <laughs> eventually yeah and it's the best good memories yeah. <laughs> did you have you ever seen you done the dark side of Oz thing yeah, I've done the Dark Side of Oz. Yeah. 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 Oh, where you play the movie? And yeah, you play it with the movie. That's yeah. fun. Does it's it fun work? for the first half, and then at the end it gets boring. Is it yeah. working? It works. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a, it works enough that like you're like, but, yeah, like it's I, whatever. It gets when you by the time you finish the the album, the movie's like half over. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So it doesn't actually go. You're supposed the whole to play the album again, again. Right. But the second play isn't as I see. exciting. Is gotcha. I would say. It's but, not as like. Boom. But really, the first like bunch of scenes it's really like the first half of the album that really gets you and then it kind of dithers off but i haven't done it in a long time so i don't even really remember but i just remember being disappointed by the end of it but Mm -hmm. but being but it being enjoyable at parts Mm -hmm. (laughs) half of an album sunk up is crazy that's amazing Mm -hmm. right if it yeah the first uh, the first couple of like yeah scenes you're just like what (laughs) (laughs) wow so uh so let's let's go down that road then like uh you did mushrooms you felt like it did something different it yeah. was it was new and different and uh what what sort of like did you look into it after that did you think about it more after that like what led you to your to your, the next time doing it after that well uh, it, what was that? it was about a decade in between okay that that experience and and well that's not true maybe like i guess probably in my mid-20s i started playing rugby with this team in montreal um and um what happened was we were always they always had mushrooms around and it was like a party drug so right. it was like everyone would get drunk and then the mushrooms would come out and then the laughter would happen and then we'd be awake all night and like oh my god and so that was my my real my 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 experience there was like wow this is fun <laughs> this is the funnest thing ever like wow this is amazing like it, you know at, at that was at a time where where some of my my circle was starting to st- to try like amphetamines and cocaine and things like that. So it was like all of a sudden there was like this organic thing that had similar results without some of the, the more hangover kind of disastrous things. So all of a sudden um, mushrooms became our, like, you know, our party drug, like with alcohol and kind of pushed them together. And, and it was really interesting because we, you know, going back to sort of like the dark and the light, there would be times where I'd be like really afraid because we're at a bar and it's nighttime and I'm eating mushrooms and there's people and sounds and stuff. And so there would be a lot more like kind of like 
edge to it, um, yeah. uh, risk feel, feeling of it, like pushing my I'm pushing my own edge, right, um, right. with with that kind of that way to 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 consume and, and to go with it, like a little bit of paranoia or yeah, some paranoia, like just some like and just some like dark sadness. Right. Like, right. cause, cause it, like mushrooms would bring up, you know, what I'm feeling, right. Or, or give me a clue into how things are, but I didn't know that that's what it was happening at that time. I just would go from one experience to the other and have like crazy highs and crazy lows and, you know, some paranoia, some fear, like, or who's everyone's looking at me. And I remember, right. I remember right. one time we, <laughs> my friend and I, we take, took the mushrooms. We didn't drink enough first. So we just had, we all we were feeling was the mushrooms at this bar we were sitting at and we were just like so uncomfortable and so weirded out of after like 30 minutes. We're like, we had planned for this big night out. We were going to be out all night. And 30 minutes later, we were back at the apartment going like, oh, okay, let's just like watch some movies or something. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Mushrooms will do that too. For sure. I was going to ask, um, are you, were you eating them in these experiences? Or are you, yeah, the first one we try, I tried to tea that at that party when I was in high school and mm-hmm. I didn't, it didn't really do, do anything. I didn't really feel anything happening. Mm-hmm. And then, so I was eating it. And then since then I was like, Oh, uh, tea doesn't work for me. So now, you <clears> know, generally even to today, I don't really put it into tea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I eat it, chew it. Wow. Yeah. Go. A lot so, of chewers, man. A lot of chewers. Yeah, we we, we usually make tea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just doesn't last as long, and it comes on a little faster. Mm. Yeah. So, hard. and you know, and it's easier to take down. Yeah. So honey, I, I can never honey in it. I can never just munch a bag of mushrooms. It's a little hard for me. <laughs> we should try it one day. Test their metal. Definitely, I've tried. I've definitely tried it uh, more than once. So. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> but like that much though. No, I can't. No, I'd have to put it on a pizza. Like I've yeah. done it on a pizza, peanut butter sandwich. Like you imagine eating the seven. Like but did it? Wouldn't itself, it, the yeah. food? Doesn't it? Like maybe doesn't that take it? Take the effect away? Or yeah, but uh, but I go into it with an empty stomach. You go in, okay. So everything's kind of okay. mixed together, and yeah, it works out. I've yeah. definitely had like some of my stronger trips that way. Really? By eating it, yeah. Like I uh, ate like seven or eight grams in a peanut butter sandwich after like a full day of just fasting, mm. and. Uh, had a very wild night. Like I mm. felt like my hand melting through my mm. skull and my face and like looked at myself in the mirror, like mm. didn't recognize myself at all. Like the wallpaper on my, right. It, it turned into like a forest with gnomes. It was like green foresty wallpaper. So like it turned into this whole thing. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I've never uh, had anything like oh that. My, it was just such a overwhelming night and I started and I started getting high like immediately. It was within like, mm. I'd say 10 or 15 minutes with eating. I'm like, I was like telling the door to shut up and my friends are like, what is going on with you right now? And it took them like an hour to get high. So they're just like upset with me. Right. Mike's being, Mike's being silly, <laughs> <laughs> but that's nuts. That's nuts. Just eating them like that. I so, gotta, so you said fine. you've done them mostly like in a, in party settings, like as a party drug, but have you ever kind of gone the other way and, and yeah. gone internal and done them on your that, own? That's the part the, 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 the shitty part about mushrooms for me now is that they're no longer in any way, shape or form a party drug. The minute that I connect with what I, the, the plant or, you know, the medicine, I'm like, I want to go as far away from people as I can right now, because I need to listen to what this message is that I'm going to be getting. And I really find that it's, so it's like, it like and it's so interesting because the psychedelic side of mushrooms is what was the gateway drug for me to get into other types of mushrooms right. and medicinal stuff and and really understand like i mean at a very surface level but at least for my own body understand that this has a powerful impact on me 
And uh, and so that was sort of like the, the gap between where I am now and that party drug was was when I would, you know, sort of be hanging out with more like, quote unquote, conscious people or people that wanted to explore um, plant medicine from a mindful place and then setting intentions. And I learned, you know, about all of that kind of set and setting stuff that's now pretty commonly known or maybe yeah. maybe not. But it certainly was something that helped me get there. And then I remember being at a uh, at a festival and and I and I took some mushrooms and all I wanted to do was lie down on a blanket and just like uh, everyone was like around me and doing things and dancing and everything. And then I just had no interest in engaging with it at all. Right, I right. just was like, Oh, I, I, I think that I just got told to delete Facebook, uh, but I'm not sure if that's true. <laughs> also maybe like, and so I would get these like downloads about what I, I what I could do for my health right. and how I could be a healthier person. And, right. Of course, and that sort of that. So I went through the whole, the whole, the whole range really from, uh, of party drug to, to, you know, mindfully consuming it. Cool. Uh, mm. that's, wow. that's really exciting. Jeez. How long have you been mindful about it? Um, I would say the last five to six years. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and before that I, I would only, you know, I wouldn't probably, I wouldn't have any more than maybe three or four trips a year. Okay. Um, but, since then, I, I've taken on more, and I I, more, I prefer to microdose it. To be honest, I, I you know I did a, a couple of of cycles um, about two years ago where I went for about six weeks where I was microdosing almost every day and or you know taking a week off here and there. But that I, I I don't know. It's something about the the medicine. I just feel like it's not something that I need to have all the time, and it's not something that would be good for me to have all the time. Right. But when it's needed or when I know I need it or when I know it would help me kind of understand something, that's when I'll tend to go back. Right, that makes sense. Uh, same with me, I don't try to like force trips or like plan them. It just like generally once a year when the time is right, mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's twice a year. Like I, mm -hmm. it's the type of thing you'd like to do more, but it, you're like, but it's not calling me. <laughs> do you find after your, your trips of like a larger dose, do you find like uh, any sort of side effects of, of terms of like cognitive ability the next couple of days or anything like that ah uh, shit man i feel like just more <laughs> shit man <laughs> I, f I feel more open i feel like like, like immediately after the next day you kind of want to just uh reflect and yeah. take in what you just what you just learned sort of uh, um but you know the following days after that you just i just sort of feel like more open more clear mm. uh just uh, cleansed almost mm. i would say and and then and then and i'm usually like excited for to work on my projects or something like that i get really motivated and get, get into the zone mm. after after my trips and they say, they say it like lasts so like for example uh people with ptsd are facing death they have these studies where they give them hero doses of magic mushrooms and then like you know they're effectively cured right afterwards but they interview these people like a year later and they're still sitting there like i haven't been taking my old meds i haven't taken more mushrooms and i'm still really freaking happy whoa mm -hmm. and their families are interviewed and their families are like what the fuck did you do mm -hmm. to this person they're a completely different human being it's what's going on so one dose of magic mushrooms can have long lasting effects on someone before they have to like uh you know re-up so to speak mm -hmm. and um and uh, I think I think that's sort of what we're experiencing as well. So like, uh, I'll throw that question back at you. Like, how mm -hmm. do you feel in the? Have you done larger doses? Yeah, not super large doses. Probably, for me, what I would what I consider like a god dose for me would be like three to five. 
grams. Okay. Um, that's just, I've just noticed like, yeah, I, beyond that, like I'm, I'm, uh, it doesn't even, I, I would say like, I'm so gone at that point that more is, is not helpful to the experience. <laughs> um, but Have you ever done it? Yeah, I've done about, I've done, I took some really strong, I don't know how many, I how much, how like the weight of it, but I definitely have taken, you know, big handfuls and things like that. Uh, <laughs> like, and so I don't really know, but you know, I, I, the, I, everybody, I, every time I hear someone say that, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. We never about? <laughs> like a handful. What are you saying to me? Right oh now? my God. <laughs> so um, I do feel though, after a big trip though, to answer your, your answer, your question, which was my question. I, I, I do feel like, um, I do feel a little bit hungover. Like I feel like I want a lot of salt and I do feel like my brain is kind of like wants some nourishment or it's like it's been pushed sort of to its l edge of something. And it, it kind of it, yeah, it's almost like a, you know, like in, a, in a, an alcohol hangover, you know, you want a cert you want certain foods, you know, like, oh, I want fries and pizza and wings or whatever to 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 cure this 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 hangover. And I feel like I have similar things with mushrooms where it's a different type of foods. But I, I definitely don't feel like after a big trip, I'm like, ooh, hoo, let's get work, let's get productive. I'm like, I'm pretty out of it for a couple of days as I'm like trying to like figure it everything out. And, you know, I definitely do notice a little bit of a dip of sadness at times as well um, that I do find after most um, psychedelics or, or, or recreational medicines, I, I do find myself a couple of days later going like, well, okay, just trying to put everything back together. It's <laughs> funny you say you crave those foods. Cause like, I know a lot of energy healers <clears throat> after they go through like some stuff with people and they're releasing stuff. That's exactly what they say. They like start turning to a lot of fast food and stuff because mm. it's just something that tends to happen. I noticed with myself, I, I was actually talking to a healer and they were telling me about my abilities and they're mm. like, that's the reason why you keep gorging on these things because mm. you keep on taking on people's problems and and that's how you're releasing it. Interesting. Into, yeah. Very cool. So you got to think about that because I know you're like yeah, no, connected I, in that sense. Yeah, no, I do. Like empathic, I mean. It's, um, I, you know, I, I do um, do energy healing work on myself and on other with other people from sometimes so yeah, yeah definitely there's a a connection there with regards to the nutrition side mm. um when you know when i'm doing a lot of energy work when i'm doing you know reiki sessions with people you know if i if i um you know there's too much output going on if i'm not being really careful about my own self-care then i have that kind of crash response to it um, but again, even similar to mushrooms, if I, if I go in with like a plan of how I'm going to be nutrition wise, you'd be leading up to it the week up before the week before and, and that kind of stuff, you know, if I'm, if I'm really mindful about it, uh, it, that, that impact is less. True. True. Yeah. yeah I find I like, I want nourishment too afterwards, but like, it's usually cause I fasted and I'll go at like a big bowl of oatmeal or something. And like, that'll usually, I don't get me feel better. I don't get anything like that. I don't get. <laughs> hungry i don't feel like nourishment after a trip i feel like um i just have to uh do all the things that mm. i thought of but that's also because <clears throat> unlike you guys i don't uh i don't plan i i force i force the trips and i plan them like i plan it out and like i have an itinerary of what's gonna happen yeah i try to do that and then it usually turns into like me canceling many trips until right. like i feel like ready to actually do it yeah no <laughs> I'm, like, I'm doing it monday i'm doing it monday and then like monday comes yeah, no. Well, see, I don't do the whole Monday thing. Like, you <laughs> already know. The second that they're around, I'm doing them. It's like, oh, yeah. if, if it's Tuesday, then I guess Wednesday, that's when it's happening. It's like that kind of thing. And then I just kind of set up this whole itinerary and 
my attentions are very set already because mm. it's like stuff that I really want to improve in my life. Is it fun? Do you have fun on your trips or is it more have, like work, inner work? I, myself, I have more fun than ever improving myself. <laughs> like if I feel like I'm improving, mm. mm-hmm. then I, I feel absolutely ecstatic. Like I hate reading, but like the only time that I've eaten uh, mushrooms, I read for like four hours. Wow. wow. And it was all about like dimensions and quantum physics. Like it was like, you know, I was retaining it. It was the weirdest thing mm. ever. <laughs> but like, I just, I always just plan. It's like a course load I have when I take a trip. Nice. It's fun. And the times that I haven't have been like, they get chaotic, very chaotic. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I, I, I definitely have had fun on my trips because things are really beautiful or like you see like everything's magnified you know your vision is mm. like improved almost you're like look how pretty mm. this flower is or like whatever so there's some like really like beautiful moments but like i definitely don't uh do a trip with the intention of having fun it's mm. usually like working it's not supposed to be a fun thing it's mm. usually like there's challenging moments there's mm. scary like moments there's beautiful and powerful uh, moments but uh yeah, it's kind of all, it's just like a whole journey, really. Mm. Yeah, I'm star- a, a general trip, yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to find all those things fun. Like I was telling you the it's other fun, day. It's fun, yeah. Like you look forward to that journey because you yeah. know what to expect. But when, you, but when you've never done it before, that's when you start to question something like that. Well, I was telling you about like when I had that breakdown, when I was thinking about my dad the other day. And you're like, oh, no. But like for me, it was like the best thing ever. Like I had like, <laughs> right. a great time. Like thinking about him and like reconcile because he's passed away already so mm-hmm. reconciling that and everything so it was just it's just i don't know i have fun improving myself like if i know that's the path it's like becoming mm-hmm. a better person is like always a fun thing for me mm-hmm. but i know it's never always enjoyable yeah in the mm-hmm. moment it's it's yeah. a challenging thing but I, maybe fun's not the right word <laughs> what about you because you i know you've must have had like a lot of different kind of journeys yeah i i I just because with fatherhood and everything like that, it's like, I ha- you know, in terms of the, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I would say that, yeah, I, I resonate with that a lot that doing things for my benefit, for my health or, or doing things for just to better understand is, is fun. There's a lot of fun to that. Um, but there's not that kind of pl- like, I don't know, like when I, yeah. Cause I, I mean, my, I, I came from such a, a strong, like party, background when it comes to mushrooms like that it was so much fun like I I had so much fun we laughed all the time Mm -hmm. and laughed and laughed and all these things that I thought were what mushrooms were all about right we used to set up stations it's like okay we have this visual thing here this tv thing here yeah the smoke thing here yeah you know it's like everything is about like laughter and joy and fun and things like that and then you know but I I went to a uh I did a ceremony with an overnight ceremony um probably shouldn't say where because it's a rest it's a establishment anyway they they invited everybody in and they said um uh you know we have uh five people that you could that there are five spots that are available there was like a private ceremony event kind of thing and it was wasn't really led by anybody but there was a few people that took the role on as space holders and they're like okay we're gonna make sure everyone's safe we're gonna make sure everything's good we're gonna help people who need challenges we've got different things set up right so I went and I and I decided to go for a, a, a good a good dose. I think it was about three three grams, which for me was like a you know a really strong amount. And and I and there was a group in they they'd set up a station a social setting for people to come and hang out and socialize and chit chat and laugh and stuff. And so that was going on. And I had my little pod area, and I remember feeling like 
this feeling like, oh, sh I should be over there with the people having fun because that's what you do, right? That's, you know, like I'd taken enough. I was, I was happy and high and whatever. And, but then, you know, there's just this feeling. It was just like, no, like that's not for you anymore. Like that social thing is socializing is one thing, but this, this is, this, you're going to be taught something here. So go back and lie down and, you know, dissociate from time and space for a while. Cool. That's cool. So you, you're really like receiving messages. Are these like clear speaking messages or are you like just feeling things out? I, it's a, I mean, I, it's, it's a feeling. Um, yeah, I tend to connect to extrasensory information through feeling it um, versus seeing it or, or, or hearing it. And um, yeah, it's like, um, you know, I remember one one of the clear messages that um, that I got from the medicine once was, Try our friends. Try you go try the other things, the other mushrooms that huh. are out there huh. that are not psychedelic. Um, you may find wow. they will be very helpful for your your what you're trying to understand or, or uncover right now. And so that was that was one. Yeah, the, after like the, the cycle of, of microdosing I did uh, a couple of years ago, that was like the message it was like, hey, go check things out. So I started trying out like lion's mane and cordyceps and other you know chaga and things like that, and just seeing like how. I, 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 I actually felt like with these other mushrooms, I made a, I made a tea once for an event that I, that I did, that I put on, and it was a, a planning for creative people. So it was like how to teach people who are creative and artistic actually how to plan things out and, and create structure. So we did, um, we made a whole pot of, of mushroom tea with, uh, but with no, no psilocybin, just other, other types of mushroom and cacao and things like that. And what people found was, um, they said that they felt as open and as connected as they would have if they were on they were taking psilocybin. They had the ability, the cognitive cognition, and all of those things that were there, but they there wasn't any of that that total reality bending thing going on. So mm -hmm. it was like similar effect, similar impact, um, just you know slightly slightly altered or, or different than 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 they'd ever experienced. And I, I noticed the same thing as well when I interesting. When I would you uh, would you put in that concoction? So there was uh, lion's mane, cordyceps, uh, chaga. So it was like a chaga-based uh, thing. And so it was a chaga-based. And then uh, we threw in those mushrooms and um, some maple syrup and a couple of other spices and things like that. I could tell you what's making people feel like that. It's the cacao. You put cacao in it, and it's a chaga base. Yeah, I know for myself when I would steep chaga and drink it, it, mm. it felt like psilocybin. Mm. Like it felt like very medicine like. Interesting. Like, but but uh, like you said, none of the crazy effects. But I would feel like I just like enlightened myself. Yeah, like hmm. so to speak. Like chaga is like amazing, mm. and that with cacao, because cacao is like yeah. intense. Yeah, it can be intense. Yeah, totally. Because like I've been at like a chocolate groove thing, and like yeah. Like I'm not dancing with you guys, and when I drink this drink, I'm like, I think it's just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, man. It's it's wild. That's, That's amazing crazy. that you did that for everybody. Yeah, crazy. That's really cool. Yeah, I've been into uh, the medicinal mushrooms more uh, over the last couple of years. Mm. Um, are you familiar with like uh, Paul Stamets? No. That's very oh. surprising. Um, where do I begin? Uh, Paul Stamets is a mycologist. Um, he he basically like has a crazy story where he uh, he had a debilitating stutter for the first like nineteen years of his life, and uh, he did a a hero dose of magic mushrooms, 
and uh, after that night he never stuttered again he mm. like had a mantra like like mm. mantra is just like you will stop stuttering you will stop mm. he repeated that a thousand times he said while, mm. while hugging a tree mm. in the forest while a storm came over it was like the craziest right? 20 grams and uh well of wet of wet of wet mushrooms grams. Uh, okay. i believe he says <laughs> yeah. the equivalent of 20 yeah. grams. no i think he did say the equivalent of like he, he, he basically he did what you did yeah he had a bag and he didn't really know right and he took the bag yeah and he, and he read a bit about mushrooms he knew a bit about mushrooms so when he, he was on that tree it. he was just like Crazy. all right what'd you read oh you got to set an intention okay what's your intention oh you got the stutter okay what do we do yeah so uh so he claims that after that one night he never stuttered again before mm. that he couldn't get through a sentence mm. and um and uh, ever since then, uh, he got into the, the world of mushrooms. He got very fascinated with it. And psychedelics led him into medicinal mushrooms. So mm -hmm. um, that led him on a journey to uh, doing a whole bunch of things from uh, finding out how important mushrooms are to our force mm -hmm. to finding out how important or how mushrooms can be used to uh, like fight pests like ants and termites. Can I cut you off for one second? One thing that's really interesting that you might find really interesting, he hugged the tree while he's tripping and felt connected to the earth. Right, like a, like a pole, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like he felt mm -hmm. like he was directly connected mm -hmm. to the tree when mm -hmm. this happened. It was just it's like home base. a weird thing. <laughs> and, uh, and he also discovered quite recently that uh, it can help uh, save the bee populations. So we're, I don't know how much you know about the whole bee crisis but if we lose uh, our bees we lose the which which they're affected by all these different types of viruses mm. then we lose like 30 percent of our food biodiversity yeah. uh which will be very sad because then we won't have all this delicious food well, um we, you know and then also it has other uh, side effects on nature which is important too mm -hmm. um so paul uh figured out like hey when you take bees out of nature you take them away from their sources of whatever it is that they like to have and one of those things are mushrooms and when they eat, like, I think it's like a, uh, I can't remember which mushroom. Um, I want to say a garicon, but I think it's a, a amadou, amadou and turkey tail uh, hold properties that help with uh, the immune systems of bees. Mm. So it completely reverses all the problems that they're facing today. Mm. They're, the wing degeneration, the varroa mite, they tested this in labs. He got patents all over the world. He got published in uh, Nature uh, a year and a half ago, and uh, he's rolling this out right wow. now. So he, he's about to... Uh, allow people to basically get for free a, a bee feeder where it comes with the mushroom solution mm -hmm. uh, and and it's like a maze the bees go through to get to the stuff so other stuff doesn't get to it mm. uh, and bees are good at mazes um, and he's basically giving like he has right now like 10,000 that he can give away for free but he's trying to get uh, funding to give away more for free once he's all over the world he wants wow. a billion of them around the world to wow. help save all the What's wild bees Paul Stamets so he has some very fascinating stories uh, he, he worked for the BioShield program for the U.S. government, and he, he did some very interesting things while, while, while working there. Uh, and that also gave him a lot of resources to, mm -hmm. to further his own studies. Where are you going with this? I'm, I'm basically done, but I thought it was just very interesting that he knows oh, so just, much about you, mushrooms and educating. about medicinal mushrooms and that he <laughs> actually doesn't know about Paul Stamets. <laughs> I, so I thought I'll, I'd pique his interest. I'll tell until him, I'll until tell I was waiting for him to write it down and then I was going to stop. Wow. You know what I wow. mean? Wow. You were just filibustering until he wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I got all day, buddy. <laughs> but he did it. He did it. That's really funny. You start pulling out like your, you know, 
cooking book yeah, and you're just reading uh, page one. <laughs> <laughs> I have his book here, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he has like four books. He, he discovered uh, four different psychedelic mushrooms himself hmm. and uh, and he named all of them. And uh, one of them, I don't remember the name of it, but he, it basically like is the, the strongest psychedelic mushroom. It paralyzes you for four hours. Um, mm, so he, he has some funny st- stories about that as well. Has he um, taken that? Uh, I don't remember if he took it, but he has a story where his friend took it. Uh, I'd be very I'm sure scary. he. I'm sure he has. I uh, would be very, very. I wouldn't like that at all. He has, and he and he also. I think I don't know if he created, but he he talks about making blue juice, uh, which is basically. I can't remember how to make it, but you can put mushrooms with uh, honey or something. Yeah. Some something, and uh, that uh, ingredient will will absorb the uh, uh, ing- active ingredient in the mushroom, the psilocybin. Mm. Mm. And uh, you'll be able to like basically just feast on that mead and get high off it. So you can take it to places like Burning Man without being noticed. Oh, it's ice. You put like mushrooms with like ice and then the ice absorbs the, the psilocybin and then it turns into a blue liquid. And then you can take that wherever you like. Well, we don't suggest you take it. You anywhere. don't do that. You don't yeah. do that. <laughs> you can do that. But, uh, so, you know what? I have a question for you mm-hmm. because... Uh, I've seen your relationship with your son. I remember he was even on the podcast when we were doing our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, when he's older, of course, would you want him to partic- participate in using psychedelics? Or or would you at least be open with him about the whole thing? Both. I would say um, I, one of the things that I'm, I really am, I appreciate about my life, which had no, there was no intention or plan to make this happen, but I didn't do any... Uh, I didn't really get into any psychedelics or any other um, drugs until I was over 25. Um, that was a pure accident and just a lucky thing. And, and it's something that I, you know, I didn't plan on having it that way, but I think it was a good thing. And so I would say for my son, I want to delay as much as humanly possible uh, him experimenting with, uh, with psychedelic medicine. But I also know that that's, you know, depending on her, his cultural you know his peer group and what he's into that may or may not be possible for me yeah. to do that so i think it's really important to have like open and honest conversations about it um you know he you know he definitely he's going to grow up in a house hopefully that doesn't you know that he's not going to pick up stigma when it comes to to psychedelics or, or other plant medicines but uh yeah i think yeah the later the, the more delayed that mm-hmm. that can take the more delay in his development that psychedelics are introduced probably the better for him yeah i was gonna say because uh after 25 that's when your uh, frontal cortex is fully developed yeah i don't know if you know is that why you chose yeah 25? yeah okay. like, that's actually that's yeah basically the the from what little i've read it's like that's you know after that you're on your own kid you know your brain's not gonna it's not gonna get any better so you're you're now like <laughs> and your bones are finished growing at yeah age. like yeah. you're actually finished growing like mm-hmm. it's past 25 so yeah, I, I did psychedelics when I was 14 years old, mm-hmm. um, and I would never like recommend psychedelics for a 14 year old or give psychedelics to a 14 year old. Um, but I can say that it definitely like the experience I had was very like mind altering and mind opening, and mm-hmm. and without without that journey, mm-hmm. like like you, I think you said before that like mushrooms had a meaningful impact on on your life, and and and. The, they played a very important role mm. uh, to get you to where you are now. And I feel the same thing. And man, if I took them when I was 25, mm. all those years, <laughs> where would I be? I might be, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have been <laughs> friends until you were 27 <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, cause yeah, that's true. Actually, you know what? 
because I've had the same thought process you've had is like after 25. Like even even my girlfriend brought it up to me and I was like, you should wait until you're after 25. Like you, if, if anything, I'm like, I don't even know if you should do it. But like, mm-hmm. if anything, wait till that point. And then when you say that, it's so true because like you you had a lot of issues. You had problems yeah. with like people and stuff. And like you took that and it probably like helped so much. Confidence, leadership skills. Yeah. Uh, just being, my parents used to be worried about me just because I had no interests. They're like, try baseball. I'm like, yeah. Mm. They're like, try this other thing. I'm like, yeah. Mm. They're like, what do you want to do? They're, I'm like, nothing. Like play video games. They're like, and like today it's a super viable career. But, <laughs> but back then it really wasn't. <laughs> so, True. so, um, uh, yeah yeah it probably helped you a lot so for some like i i won't say the kids should do it but like some kids it could actually well like if you look at tribes and stuff like it's kind of like the rite of passage they take their their teens and and they have a big ceremony and they're Mm -hmm. like do this Mm -hmm. and and it sort of clicks your brain Mm -hmm. but you know the society we live in the stigma Mm -hmm. uh, we have and also the knowledge we have like you guys are just talking about you know how our brains are developing so is it good for mushrooms to intervene in a developing brain or is it bad for mushrooms to intervene in, de- in a developing brain? Like for weed, it's probably ba- bad. Mm. Uh, weed creates anxiety. Weed can, can definitely do, you know, more harm than good sometimes. Mm. So we kind of have some like answers there. You don't want to fuck with a developing brain and like be smoking all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but with mushrooms, it's, it's kind of, it's in, a, in, in its own category. Like mm. you, we were talking about medicinal mushrooms mm-hmm. and how they, uh, uh, give you this uh, clarity and this mental focus that uh, that you might get from psychedelics, but without the psychedelics part. So you'd obviously have no problem sharing legal mushrooms with your son. No, no, and, and so, not at all. Yeah. So, so that just becomes an interesting sort of line of conversation. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. <laughs> I, I think that, um, uh, yeah, I think that there's a lot there's to be said there from from, you know, from your perspective. I think, you know, I never want to tell anybody that they shouldn't do something. You know, like if you feel like, oh, this is what you should do and, and you feel like, hey, this is, you know, it'd be very hypocritical for me to be like, well, don't follow your intuition, you know, follow the law or follow the the, the rules that the society has set out for you. Um, at the same time, when I look at my own son and I'm like, hmm, you know, like if he comes to me and, you know, maybe at 13 or 14 or or, or even younger and there's some sort of thing that, that mushrooms could cure and it'd be important and, you know, we talk to doctors and they're like, yeah, like this is going to be helpful for you. Um, or there's enough evidence to say that, that, that should be done sort of like, you know, that the, the, how, um, seizure medicine, seizure, um, cannabis is being used to treat seizures, for example, in, in younger children. So in those situations, of course, there's even microdosing. If you don't want to warp yes. your mind, you can just totally microdose. Yeah. I'd, I'd still wait for some more data on that one, but I, of course. I, I, I'm open. Yeah, when it comes you know. to kids, when yeah. it's only kids, it's like, it's one of those things that people just don't have a sense of humor about it. And, uh, and, the, and this it's, if there's one thing that's going to get people's, um, you know, stigma, uh, um, tentacles going, firing up, it's, it's any mention of, you know, children people are obviously policymakers use that in a way to help with the propaganda too. Right. With, you know, oh, keep it out of the hands of children and all that kind of stuff. So it's true. I got, I got it because I've mentioned it like twice already on the show. But I gotta see what tribe that is. There's a tribe they make their kids take uh, psilocybin at oh, six years old. I just wanted to add that, like, you yeah, know, crazy as that. You're like, oh, this is gonna affect, you know, a developing brain, but like, what isn't going to affect your kid's developing brain? 
Are you going to like put them in a room with white walls and just be like, I don't want anything to affect your development Not at all. But that, <laughs> that, that would affect them. That, that would affect them. That would affect like, them. But like, that, guess, that's just it. Everything affects your every, developing brain. Everything so develop, affects the developing we, we're brain. We're thinking psilocybin is like iffy because it's legal. It's illegal. No. But like, you give them lion's mane, no problem. Uh, to me, the, the line isn't uh, legal or illegal. Okay. It's, uh, I, I don't, that's not, as much as everyone should follow the law, I, I don't feel like that's something that really drives my, um, my perspective on this issue yeah. as much. It's more about the development. It's more about like, you know, hey, if in 20 years they've done some long-term studies and they're like, yeah, actually, speeds up it's super helpful. Everyone should, yeah, yeah. we'll put it in the, we'll put it in the water supply. Then, <laughs> right. then that's right. cool. Right. Uh, it isn't that's about legal or about. illegal. Yeah. It's just more like, hey, you know, it it is a, it's unknown. It's unknown. And it does bring your mind to places that it's mm, your baby. It's your yeah, kid. It's my kid. You just don't want to do that to your kid. Nah. Cause <laughs> you're just like, what? like even me, like I've had conversations with people and I'm like, Cause I don't like the idea of like my kid being born and they're like putting like needles into them, like, like certain like vaccines and stuff. And when I was talking to my buddy, I'm like, how do you do that? Cause I knew he had the same mindset as me. He's like, he's like, once you have them, man, he's like, you just want them to be safe. Mm. He's like, it's just like, we just want them to be safe. He's like, he's like, so you might feel that way about like psychedelics or whatever, but it's like, once it comes to your kid, you're like, nah, you're on the defense. Let's, let's not your parent. Let's not do that to the kid, you know? Cause everything affects them. But you don't want like everything will affect the pond of their mind, but you don't want to be throwing stones in there all the time just for no reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, definitely don't want to get experimental with it. Yeah. Um, so. so it's such a weird play. That is a weird conversation to switch gears. <laughs> Why you don't want to talk about kids doing mushrooms? Anymore? That's weird. You guys are odd. Um, <laughs> I was wondering uh, what your most challenging experience was and what you what it was like and what you got out of it. That's a good one. Why oh, do you man. ask that one all the it's, time? There, I want to tell, there's two, I, there's, there's two experiences The I'll tell the first one first because it, it's just interesting. So the first time I ever like went on a bad trip where I'd lost my mind, uh, I had been partying for a couple of days and I'd taken some amphetamines and some mushrooms at a party and so I was awake, awake, awake for hours and hours, and the the mushrooms would not go away, and I was freaking out, and the walls were melting, and everything <laughs> was happening, and I was watching, um, I was watching my cousin Vinny uh, on TV, and like the judge's eyes were like bulging out, and you know the typical bad trip happening, and I was just like, I can't do this, I can't do this, and so I called my friend Dave, who's um who was always like the more experienced psychonaut uh, of the group. And he was like, okay, I'll be right over. Amazing. And he comes over and he starts laughing at me and he just starts poking at me and laughing at me. And, and I'm like, Tony, this is serious, man. I'm, this is serious. And he took a, there was a bowl of salsa. And I remember he, he made a little smiley face, happy face in this bowl of red salsa. And he starts putting it in my face. Like, Hey, is that scary? How about that? How about that? <laughs> And eventually, it, like, eventually he broke through, right? Yeah. Eventually he broke through, and I was just like, oh, man, this isn't anything. Nothing's happening. Everything's fine. Yeah. I'm going to sleep eventually, and I'll wake up, and it'll be okay. And so that was a really a good, just in general, when it comes to, to, uh, to any kind of plant medicine or any kind of recreational substances, that was a great learning experience to be like, oh, it's only, it's going to go away. We'll get through this. We'll get through this. That's, that's uh, perfect. That's, yeah. yeah, Mike said that a few times. That's like what you tell yourself, he said, right? 
that's gonna go away eventually we're almost out of the woods yeah. oh that's nice <laughs> uh, the the second one which is i think is maybe even more recent obviously it, it was like this one where we went to this overnight um establishment and we did the ceremony that i talked about and what happened was i felt like i couldn't tell what up was like my my experience of the trip was like i didn't know what I, I was like, am I going to just fall off the side of the earth here? Because I couldn't <laughs> figure out like where up was. Yeah. And so I thought, well, if I don't know where up is, then I must be just not connected to reality anymore. Like I'm about to just fall off of the plane of, of earth or whatever. Right. Yeah, like if I can't recognize up, yeah. I'm just going to go up. Exactly. 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 Gravity is required. I <laughs> Gravity needs me to tell it what's up before <laughs> it knows how to do it. Thing. <laughs> So and I and I was like and I and I remember looking outside and I thought to myself I'm like do I need an ambulance? Jesus. <laughs> Cuz I was like that I know. that place, right? I know that place. And I was like, you know, and then this voice was like, "No, you are your own shaman. You are your own guide. You can talk yourself back from this." Wow. And I was really? like, "Oh, right. Let's try that." Wow. And then I and then I learned and I was like and that was when I realized that that all through any any psychedelic experience where I've been led and I had people, you know, uh, shamans and other people have done like the real leading ceremonies. Mm. And then I realized that, 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 that I didn't need them, that those people as blessed as they are and as helpful as they can be, like, I didn't need that. I didn't, I didn't require that level of supervision. Like I'm an adult. I can supervise myself even when I'm like going, yeah. you know, I alter reality. I, I'm, there's something that's still me in there in there anchoring this shit and making sure that i come home safe definitely and that was like that was a big one that was a big big lesson yeah that is good to always recognize that you at the core of everything are in control yeah and not just in control but the controller yeah i like that yeah i've been through that before <laughs> have you? Sure. You hit the core. Yeah, the core you, know, you don't pop. You know, I'm always like scared <laughs> going into a trip. Like it's not scared, just like anxious. Uh, you don't know exactly what to expect. Like, but you do know what to expect, and that's like the fear. Mm. Yeah, this yeah. guy gets so scared. <laughs> he gets scared. Well, like I'm, before a trip, it's like ah, and he has to like really push me to do it. Like, really? Yeah, because I'm like ah, because like I go I go pretty deep when we do we do usually like seven plus grams when we do it. So. Mm. He'll be like half. I'll be like no, yeah. no, all of it now, now, now we have to drink cup, it. Yeah. We have to drink. I'm half like that guy, I like throwing it behind his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all of it, all of it, all of it. No, no, no. I'm like because you're gonna get high, you're not gonna be able to do it. Just right. All of it. No. But, but yeah, once <laughs> I'm like in a trip. Uh, I'm able to do kind of a lot of what you were just talking about. Just sort of be like, okay, here we are. This is familiar. You know that like we're going to go on some tangents in your yeah. mind, but we're always going to come back and it's going to be okay because you've been here before. Mm -hmm. So that's been, that's definitely been something that uh, I've learned the hard way as well. Mm -hmm. That I never have that thought with psilocybin, but when I had my ayahuasca journey, that helped me. Like I, I, like for, I was very nervous. Mm -hmm. I'm not usually nervous with psychedelics, but this was like a whole thing. There was like mm -hmm. guides and like mm -hmm. this whole thing like set up. So mm -hmm. I was very much like, ooh, Jesus. And like they made it like a lot of reverence. They mm -hmm. were very much shaman-like. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I was very scared. And I was just like, it's going to be over. I'm like, it'll be fine. I'm going to do it and it'll be over. I'm Have not going to die. I'm like, these guys aren't going to die. I'm like, nobody's going to die here. I'm like, what am I doing? And then I just, I was fine after that. But yeah, beforehand I got very anxious, very anxious. Have you ever had a guide? For any of your yeah, I I um 
I did this one uh, experience where um, the the guide it, he combined um, mushrooms and LSD. So you did took about a point five or points between point five and point seven five grams of mushrooms, and about a quarter tab of acid, and then he did it. Then he went. Then everyone was setting intentions, and he went around and you know worked with everybody, and um, it was really interesting. I mean, it, it was it was funny because he his thing is like he's like you can't. He's like if you when you combine acid and mushrooms. If you don't have enough food in your body, if you don't have enough nourishment, then the acid don't won't work. Mm. Uh, in his experience, he's like, you need to have a little bit of something in your stomach before, or else the acid won't have anything to work with. And then he's like, on the opposite with the mushrooms, if you eat too much, then obviously with such a low dose, it's not going to have that that impact. Interesting. Wow. So it was it was kind of a thing where I was fasting the whole day, and I was like, okay, let's go, let's go. And then he came in at the last minute and was like, hey, if you've been fasting, you should eat something because da 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 da. And I think we most of us ate a little bit too much. So when we did get into the ceremony, it was like kind of low energy for a while. Like there were some people there that were like, they were kind of like skeptical, like, is this actually going to be working? And there's this guy like with a drum and a foxtail and, you know, all these little instruments. And, you know, there's sort of like that. The ritual. The, the skeptical kind of like North American person. Like, mm, I don't know about that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, but eventually he came around and gave people more and, and um, and it, it really was it was it was uh, it was a very interesting experience. Like it, it, I think that the 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 LSD aspect of it like allowed my brain to work really fast and solve problems. Where and so like well whatever the mushrooms were bringing up like lesson wise or, or to understand or whatever it was like my brain was just going like, click 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 oh this 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 okay that yep okay this so it was a really interesting um, combination. Huh. I yeah. love that combination. That's I've done that so many times. I've never done that. It's absolute. I was, I was actually as he was saying it, I'm like, this guy should do it. I'm like, you should be trying that at least once because on, it's actually really, really. I'd be on fire. It's so funny you say that because I used to do that. And I'd be on the way to work. It was like a long thing, but like I would get to like this pizza place and I'd be really hungry from the LSD mm. and I would eat pizza and then it would kick in even more mm. as I was walking like to the place I needed to be. Hmm. And it was all, it was, that was like a thing. Like as soon as I got to that place, I'm like, I need to eat pizza. Mm. And like, it was weird. I'd get really hungry, like oddly hungry. Mm. And then I would eat the pizza and also mm. flying. And I'd mm. sit at a ravine and listen to Steve Jobs' commencement speech. <laughs> That's what I would do every day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. It made me think about death. And it made me like click in with death that it's coming. And like, you should be really happy with what you're doing in life. Because mm. if you're not, death might be a horrible thing for you. Mm -hmm. So... You want to talk about that? If you had to, <laughs> if you had to, what um, what would you say to your parents to try to convince them to do mushrooms? I mean, I would just tell them like, "Hey, this is good for you." That's it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I'd just be like, "Yo, this is good." Because if we're at a point in time where they're open to the conversation, that's the right. biggest thing, anyway. Like, I right. I think you know my my parents are we we've had like so many fights about um about cannabis and everything all of the things yeah. right Been and and uh and so it's interesting to see them you know come along and and my dad actually he's in we we started a company together and that's what we're doing we're working particularly with you know helping cannabis companies scale so he's had to like go through this whole process of like 
uh, what, weed? Smoke, you know, he doesn't smoke weed. He does uh, not he doesn't drink. He doesn't any of that <laughs> stuff. But the, the whole process is a, like letting other people be. It's okay for other people. Like that's his process. Is like it's 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 not. It's okay for other people. It's okay for him to be involved in in, in a business context. You know, like that kind of growth. He's not it, breaking the law. He didn't break any laws and things like that. So I think that uh, over time, you know. Whether you know he may or may not decide that he wants to go a little bit deeper on his own journey with some of this stuff, and if he is, I'll just tell him, "Hey, man, mushrooms will help for you." I'd like to know how were your parents, or if they even know, <clears throat> but how were they around um, any kind of substance use? Because I know Guyanese people bad. don't play around. I don't. Play. Irish people do not play around. <laughs> like you know, not at all with stuff like that. No, I mean it's funny because my parents were pretty strict, but then they also didn't. I also didn't like. I never, nothing ever happened, right? There was no consequences. So like as much as they would get all like up in arms, uh, like nothing ever would happen to me. I'd never be punished or anything. So mm-hmm. like they, you know, my mom would, would kind of be like, Oh, your eyes are funny. How come they're funny? You know? And I'd be like, I don't know. I'm just tired. And she's like, okay, I guess so. And you know, I, I knew that she knew Caribbean mom, like I knew eyes, she exactly, could see it from exactly. So right. And so I knew that she knew, but she kind of didn't want to, Kind of, you know, it was like one of those things that was as long as it wasn't like in their face, I, I they didn't really, I didn't really get too much trouble from them. It was just more like I would get, we'd have these conversations about like society and laws and things like that. And I would get really upset, you know, talking about, you know, the war on drugs and all of that. And, and they would kind of come back to like, well, it's, it's illegal. So government wouldn't do it unless there would be some good reasons for that. So, um, but yeah, I, I think my parents were pretty cool. Um, they, yeah, I think they, they, I definitely, they wish I didn't do as take as many drugs and just didn't do all that stuff. They know about it all. Yeah, uh, they know more. Yeah, over the years, like more and more came out. Okay. Um, and I'm, you know, trying to keep it pretty open with them. But, um, but yeah, that they were pretty cool overall. Even though they didn't agree with it, they kind of like didn't get they, in the way too much either. They see you're not like a horrible person, so they're like. Yeah, I think he's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what would you? Okay. What would you say to like a stranger, like just someone who has never done mushrooms before, who is kind of thinking about it? I mean, it's Let's not take your parents out of the equation. Yeah, yeah, it's not what you think. <laughs> it's not what you think it is. It, it really, it it is not. Um, it is not just for fun and 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 folly. You know, it's not just for having a good time. It, it's like this is something. This is something that could really help you. This is something that could really benefit you know, your life and where it's going. Um, and so you should just give it a, give it a shot under the right, you know, circumstances, right set and setting, you know, definitely give it a shot. Try it out. I love how you give your parents a short version of that. <laughs> you don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, they're, they're always, you always have these like fantasies, like maybe I'll just put a little something in the Christmas yeah. cake this year. And then like, no, 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 that's, that's, that's not cool. In the Christmas uh, cake. In the Christmas cake. <laughs> Bro, not if you have if you have a bunch of Guyanese family members, I wouldn't suggest it. That, that could go. That <laughs> I'll could just go tell south. them. I'll be like, "Yo, this someone put too much rum in the cake this year. What do you what do you want from me?" That's true. Yeah, yeah. if you tell them it's rum, they might be like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> fine, fine, fine." His <laughs> <laughs> rum is spike. Yeah. <laughs> I feel funny, man. That's nuts. That's nuts. What else you got going on, Mike? I was just wondering, um, like, what your last trip was. Mm-hmm. It was the sum this summer. Uh, we had a bunch of friends. We went to a cottage, and uh, and we did a whole s- intention ceremony, and the mushrooms were weak. 
They were so weak. <laughs> no. um, but it was so there. It was again. It was because it was one of those things. I was like, all right, you know what? It's it's summer. I, it was my first weekend away from my son and my and my wife since he was born. So I was like, all right, I let's like, do this. I, I like the go-to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. And um, and then this stuff was pretty pretty weak. Mm. Uh, but again, it's still helpful. Yes. It's still like, it's. I got what I needed. I didn't necessarily get what I wanted. Right, right. But it was still, yeah. Maybe a lesson from that is like, don't go in with uh, expectations. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah. and for me, it's like, these aren't for, these aren't fun anymore. This isn't your, Serious you know, time. Yeah, me is, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, that's, uh, can you just walk us through what an intention ceremony is like? Sure. Um, so very, we do it kind of informally and, and, and the group of friends that I'm, that I hang out with and everyone just sort of goes around and we, what we do is, uh, everyone chooses their dose, what they're going to take. And, um, you know, we get that sorted out beforehand so that when everyone sits down in, in the circle that everyone, you know, everyone has their, has their medicine with them. They know what they're going to take. And if there's tea being made, it's already being made and everything's kind of readily set out. And, um, and then everyone just goes around and just says literally like what they want to achieve from this serum, from this, uh, sit with, with, uh, with the mushrooms. Like, what are they look? Is it something, you know, maybe it could be, I want to have a good time. I want to have me playful or, you know, I want to dive into something about my dad or I want to better understand my career or better understand my love life. And then everyone is in support of everyone's intention. So if, you know, if the three of us are sitting around and you're, you know, Colin's like, oh, I really want to talk about my career and get into that, this, 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 um, this sitting. So then I'm like going to be holding space for that for you. Um, And, you know, being aware of being kind of intuitively connected to like, oh, what's, how's it going? Or maybe, maybe it might be after, or might, might ask you a question after, but we're all doing it together. So it's not just our own intention, but we're collectively helping each other with whatever, we're working on that's cool i like that it's like you're all helping each other like foster that intention yeah and then everyone becomes kind of like the guide and everyone becomes the you know there's no real leader in that sense there's no need to have like a a someone in charge it just becomes a bunch of mature people who know each other and trust each other and and know how to listen and know how to hold space for 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 one another Wow, these guys take mushrooms and become adults. It sounds like you you've done never it a few, become adults when we do mushrooms. It sounds like you've done that a few times. Um, uh, does it ever get like distracting? Like, because you do a trip, and if you know everyone else's intention in the room, that I feel like that could take away from your own intention potentially. I know that maybe you're all holding space at one time or another, but but uh, I feel like that differs from like you know it all being your space. You know, I don't think that that's for me. I I can't speak for other people, but I I don't find that to be the case. I actually find that so much of my um, learning on trips is by um, helping other people learn what they need to learn. And somehow it always just interestingly happens where I'm helping them unlock something for themselves. And in that process of me there's always something that like I'm either judging that person or I have their, they remind me of someone else. So they judge. And so for me to just have to listen and be like, yo, Colin, like, I, I just want to, you know, I'm here for you, bro. Like, what do you want to talk about? Kind of thing that the, the, the space it takes me to get into that space is my lesson in that situation. And so it's just, it's like an overlapping unlocking thing that happens when everyone does it together. And we're not, and it's not like we're, 
you know, like we, we, we did this at this cottage. And so we had a, a music station over here and we had an art station over here and people were kind of flowing and doing their thing. So it's not like we're like every five minutes going like, Oh, how's that thing with your dad? It's yeah. just that when that intention is set in the beginning and when everyone's kind of into it and involved in the, in, in this intention ceremony. So it's not like, it's not like, Oh, there's like two people doing this ceremony and then other people are just over here. It's like, it really becomes like a community thing. And then everyone does find space for themselves and what they need inside of the, the community. That's right. so smart. I guess I could, uh, on the other side of the coin, I, it is distracting when people aren't doing mushrooms when you are. And, yeah. And you're like, oh, what, why isn't that person on like sort of my level? And yeah. The, and the, <laughs> and the, are they looking at me? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So yeah. anything can be distracting and anything can be helpful. Totally. Yeah. I've had that, that <laughs> same experience uh, myself a bunch, a bunch. Like you help somebody and like as you're helping them, they're saying some internal thing that's actually in you and also yes. they become the mirror. Yes. And now you're yes. working out your thing with them. And yes. Like it's oh, so that's what it was. I didn't, that's, I couldn't, you told me not to change a light bulb anymore. And then you're like, you know what? I don't need these cigarettes. If he doesn't need to change that <laughs> light bulb, I don't need these cigarettes. Well, see, and I like, never change the light bulb again. Like, look, and you never had another cigarette. Yeah, and look, <laughs> and look at that. He's talking about a time where I quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and so I like, came. I literally walked. Up, he walked up to me and said, "Hey, help me fix this." And like now, now that you're saying that, I can look at it in this light. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't happening at that time. Because I was so shocked that you were saying it to me. Um, but Say what I said. Like, tell him how I came <laughs> up to you and, like, what exactly. Mike came to me in a, a bit of a sweat, and he was very, very startled. Uh -huh. He was just like, you going to help me fix this light bulb upstairs? What? I'm like, what? <laughs> no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you don't need to do that. That's not a thing that you need to do right now. Right. And he was just looking. He's like, okay. I'm like, yeah, you don't need to do that. That's not what you need to do right now. And he's and someone I trust when I'm tripping. Mm -hmm. I just listen to him. Mm -hmm. And, and like, <laughs> yeah, now that you say that in my, cause that was the night I quit smoking cigarettes. That was actually, that could be applied to me. Mm -hmm. Cause that is the realization I came mm -hmm. to. I'm like, I don't need these. I don't need that. Like I don't need this anymore. Yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. he was my mirror. He came up to me like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> The the, the, the the trip that I told you guys about with the, with the guide, with the LSD and the mushrooms thing, it's a perfect example of, 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 of this in, in action, okay? So there at one point, nobody wanted to kind of get involved. And so everyone was, we were in this, sitting around in a circle inside of like a, a converted barn. And everybody kind of started to bleed out into the, uh, out of the circle. And like one guy was playing guitar over here and one guy's doing this. And so there's kind of like a, the group sort of energy is now, uh, in individual conversations, one and one, two on two kind of thing. And, um, but what happened was the, um, the, the guide was realizing like, Hey, there's something kind of missing in the group dynamic. We need to kind of figure out a way to just to bring this stuff back together. And so he, he created a little game where we each wrote down like a, and, and uh, we, we each wrote down something that we thought somebody else in the group needed to hear during their experience. And, and we put it on, we folded it on a little <laughs> piece of paper and we put it in the middle of the room and everyone else got mixed it all up. And then everyone goes and picks one of wow. the things from the, so, so that it opens up like, Oh, who wrote this? Who wrote that? Anyway, and it's not directed towards anyone. No, it's no, just like it's things just that like people need to th hear. Things that people need to hear. But everyone like, gets to hear it. The, exactly. <laughs> so it's like you have to make it somewhat vague enough that it applies to other people, but mm -hmm. it, it, it's like specific enough that it's, you know, it's something that you feel like they will actually need to hear. And it was really, really cool because 
all of the all of the, the 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 breakthroughs that were happening, all the little breakthroughs that people were achieving, they were all kind of rippling around and they were, you know, there would be like a, a group of three people that would be connecting. And then the next day we realized that those three people all got um, they all wrote they wrote the like Colin wrote Colin wrote a message for me and I read it and then I wrote a message for Mike and you read it and there was all those the three of us kind of connected out of this little this little game right wow and at one point there was this strong kind of intuitive message that I received which is there was this I had this little crystal and uh and it would say go give that crystal to that girl across the room <laughs> and I was like who said that and then this the same kind of feeling of like voice or feeling it was like go no do it go go it's like urging me on like go go give her that thing and i was like all right i don't know why i'm doing this but okay here we go and go over and i, I hand it to her and six hours later it's still in her hand <laughs> she hasn't let it go in six hours and it, it her her breakthrough what she wanted to achieve was was to be able to let go of something in her past like something that was really holding on to her tightly and she wanted to like move past it and so she was like her intention was like to let this thing go and at, and she was the last person that the shaman was working with we'd all kind of had our big haha moments and we were all just chilling at this point but she was like wasn't she was like stubborn about like her lesson in a way like she knew she wanted it but wasn't willing to really let it go. And at some point he just looked at her and he's like, you just need to let it go. You just need to open your hand and let it go. And I had no idea that she still had this crystal in her hand. And so she opens it up and it's, a, and that's the thing, you know, that she was holding on and it's a representation of what she was actually dealing with. So wow. that's where I feel like when you get groups like that happening, right. it does feel like everyone gets what they need. Okay. Throughout that's the experience. Amazing. Yeah. I've heard other sto similar stories where like, one guy had like a message for each person that he was just downloading and then sharing and stuff that he couldn't have possibly yeah. had, like info he couldn't have possibly had. And it was in a group setting much similar to, to what you were talking about. Mm. Your front. That's the front of the mic. There you go. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hear you more now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man. So that's crazy that you've been in a bunch of situations like that as well with your like trips that you go on. Yeah, but we've never done like mushrooms. Of, of course, we've done rapé, yeah, um, which is some interesting plant medicine. Mm -hmm. It's just um, goes well with mushrooms. How do you guys? Know. Yeah, true. But like, how do you guys feel after those? I've never done anything like that really. How do you guys come out? It's feeling? pretty amazing. Like, like the whole thing is curated. So, so Zark Fatah runs the Alive experiences, and mm -hmm. Mike Bursick runs the Mastermind Adventures, and I've been on both. And you go, and you basically. Um, they have it all curated for you. So you have a bunch of activities planned that are that that push your limits in different ways. You might mm. go surfing, you might mm. go ATVing, you might go ziplining, these different things. And then and then uh, there's space uh, that's created to teach each other things. So if you, there's a professional in the group, they might be asked to in advance uh, prepare a little workshop mm. for people. So they bring their uh, their expertise and you know their self help people or or uh, just people from different walks of life that mm. you know have something to share and then uh, on top of that they bring in professionals from mm. that that they've curated uh, that can add to your experience so sometimes they're plant medicine healers or they're just self-help people different different types of people um, so yeah you generally come out of those trips like pretty rejuvenated you've just been in like a nice tropical place and uh, the beach and the sun and 
and beautiful people and then yeah. you've opened up and you've sh you've you you know you've directly been asked like what are your problems what are your intentions for this trip it's very much kind of like a mushroom trip and it's mm -hmm. and it sounds right because you're you're out of your own element um and uh doing so many new things with you know new souls so mm -hmm. yeah you, you come out of it feeling you know open and like you've accomplished something and that you've made new friends and networks and you just feel good you what feel about, you feel really good what uh, about you <laughs> In terms of the rapé? No, no, not oh. in terms of the rapé. Just in terms of like when you have these like gatherings mm. like this, these unique little experiences, mm -hmm. how do you come away feeling? Like even aside from the psilocybin, like how do you... I mean, I yeah, I just I feel like um, reconnected to something that um, is important to me. Um, and I feel like a reminding, a, a rem being reminded about... Um, my my you know my not just man, my connection to to other people and to myself and to the earth like it just leaves me um reminded of something reminded of the importance of what this is yeah i was gonna ask if that thing was community that you're like being reminded of through that yeah it's more yeah i mean yes it, it is definitely that it's also my my path like it's a reminder of where I am on that journey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's more community in the focus of it, but it's more personal in terms of what I take away from it. That's really cool. Cause I've never done anything like either you guys have done. And I just, it makes me wonder about the benefits of like psilocybin or psychedelic use in groups. Mm. Cause like, uh, I don't know, I've never heard that before. Mm -hmm. That's pretty, pretty cool. You need to bring uh, some psychedelics to your next excursion. <laughs> I always try. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm curious about your uh, more about your microdosing, to hear more about your microdosing sure. experience. Mm. Um, yeah, you said you've gone on some stints. I've done some microdosing myself. Mm. Um, Paul Stamets actually recommends like a specific stack. Mm. Uh, so do you know Fatiman as well? No. Uh, so he's another guy that recommends like a specific... Those are like the two guys okay. that like recommend... Uh, like a, sp a specific way of microdosing. Okay. Um, Fadiman? Yeah, Fadiman was one of the. I, I, what's his first name? Like, um, I don't even want to say it because I don't remember. But yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> always on uh, Jeopardy. Always go for the last name because you don't have to say the first name. <laughs> right. There you you don't have to. Go. That's a hot tip. If you're gonna <laughs> listen to any podcast. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to hear about like what you've got out of it, long term, short term. Yeah. Uh, tell me some stuff. Uh, I, I felt like um, when I, I sometimes I I'd felt before I did this, this, this uh, cycle, I did like three or four cycles of like maybe like 10 days um, each. And before that, I really felt like I'd have to like force myself to work okay. at times. Yeah. I'd have to like really like make myself work. Right. And I, there was some sort of like conflict, inner conflict within me about like working, working and, and not working or playing versus working. And so I really found like a lot of, I knew I had such, I had very ambitious goals and big dreams for my life, both in terms of service and in terms of business and all of that. Um, and I just felt like I, I, I don't think I need to struggle this hard. I doesn't need to feel such a, a struggle. Like if I want to work, yeah. if, if I love what I do, why is it feeling hard? 
and um, and so the the what I used the microdose for was to actually help me in my work, um, and so I would mix it, you know, grind it up and mix it with some coffee in the morning, and um, and just noticed how there was there was less uh, friction, there was less resistance to to working. Hmm. Totally, I get the exact same yeah. thing when I microdose. So um, do I, yeah. Which is weird for me because it's hard for me to like get started and stuff. Yeah, when I, I microdose, it's like right with it right away. Yeah, I guinea pig myself for a while for the last four years. So I did like uh, there was a year where like I did a lot of mushroom like cure doses, mm-hmm. um, and before it was like once a year, and mm-hmm. then it was always to like uh, like check my ego, check myself. Mm-hmm. It was a once a year thing, and then there was this year where I'm just like it was like every we were witches month. Yeah, witches. we're going children. we're going down the rabbit hole pretty much, and uh, and it was different friends and, and different experiences, and uh, that was a very interesting year. And the year after that, I was like, okay, you've done like a lot. Maybe we have got to take like an extended like kind of break. Um, and, uh, I decided to, uh, basically microdose for a full year straight where I did like four days on three days off every week. And Mm. I like regimented that. Mm. And I noticed like throughout that year, like I was super productive at my work, Mm -hmm. like on point wanting Mm -hmm. to hustle every day, energy, energy, energy. This is great. So, uh, then I'm like, well, maybe it's a placebo. So, you know, maybe, maybe whatever. So, uh, the next year. I did no mushrooms, no hero doses, no medium doses, no micro doses. So I, he says for 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 a year. Maybe I threw in a hero <laughs> dose, but I wasn't microdosing for the for the whole year. I stopped. Right. True. Maybe closer to the end of the year. Maybe there was like a ten month instead of a full year, whatever I, you want to. But I did check it out. It's did you? Yeah, it was at least eight, it was like an eight eight or ten month like full hiatus. But then it wasn't. I still wasn't microdosing, and that's the okay. the experiment. Okay. I, Cause like we had like a thing. I was like, "There's no year where you stopped." And he's like, "I did." Paul Stamets was on Joe Rogan <laughs> a few weeks ago, and he and he was uh, talking about how he recently started uh, looking more into microdosing and how he thinks it actually has much m- like larger benefits than than doing a hero dose. Um, he's like, "It's great to have like this like whack in your face perspective shifting, mm-hmm. mind altering journey." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's lots to be said about that. But um, not everyone has the time for that. Not everyone wants to do that, and um, and 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 not everyone can download that inf- that much information at once. Like like look back to our first experiences. Yeah, it was just like what just happened. Yeah. it's interesting. I'll look more. So, but not yeah. everyone uh, is as fascinated, right? So, mm-hmm. so he he's talking about how you know microdosing could could help people with depression long term, and mm-hmm. or help people with their work, or mm-hmm. or have all these same benefits but without the hallucinating and the crazy yeah. journeys that are very intense. Um, mm-hmm. Quick question. Have you ever had a past with depression at all? Yeah. And uh, through the psilocybin, um, large doses, microdosing, have you found any lessening with that? Yeah. Um, I would say I, I, I can't say it's just mushrooms that, that did it, but I would say with, a couple of different mushroom trips and microdosing and some LSD um, larger trips um, that my sort of depression just went away. Like I read an article it, recently that it's, it's, it's like <laughs> I read an article that says uh, LSD and, and magic mushrooms. Uh, they, 
depression shrivels up like certain parts of your brain mm-hmm. and and when you do mushrooms and have a hero dose or whatever mm-hmm. it, it it rejuvenates those parts mm. uh so mm. uh, so maybe that's something that's happening there i have no idea it has to be <laughs> i feel like it has to be like as soon as you said that it made perfect sense because it was like parts of my brain were shriveled up because mm-hmm. i had intense depression that's why i ask um mm-hmm. and yeah it's uh it had to be something so mm-hmm. how long did you see like how long did it take for that to go away was it years or yeah i mean it was over time because my i i you know to to be clear that my depression was very sporadic and it wasn't uh intense like it wasn't always intense um but it was like present from time i was an adolescent until i was like you know in my into my 30s and i would have like a couple of days a year or times a year where i would just it would just hit me and so I think it took a, a it took a lot of like life adjustments as well. So that's the thing too. I noticed that what's really kind of my my thing, uh, you know, that my kind of thing that I carry is more of a more anxiety really than depression. Mm-hmm. And what I found was that when I wasn't listening to the triggers and the the messages that were around anxiety, eventually it would actually burn out. Uh, I would feel burnt out and that would lead to feelings of depression. So it was through the medicines that I got to see that it's actually, you know, that I need to manage my anxiety a bit better and that I can actually manage a lot of my anxiety through the thoughts that I'm thinking or not thinking. And so I think that's, that's really what helped me shift. So I got, I started, you know, doing lifestyle shifts as well, but being able to see that like I wasn't actually sad. Like I wasn't actually depressed. It wasn't, there was no real depression. Mm-hmm. There was just this intense energy that if I didn't deal with it could, would lead me to, you know, to burning out completely and feeling like very, very sad and very, very dark. So like, this is like an, an anxious energy that you had to work out. Yeah. Like, um, cause right now you're like a mirror for me. Like this is, like, <laughs> this is something the, it would be like the, the anxiety that comes from not being able to shut my brain off and always having like something else to think about or like you know I have a I have like one of my triggers or my challenges points is is like Fridays and Sundays because if I'm working Monday to Friday Friday is like a, that transitioning from work to weekend from work to what not work I find like really hard really challenging yeah. and uh, and then going on Sunday to Monday similar as well going from switching back from from sort of weekend mode into into work mode I find those two points of the week very very challenging um, mm. and so that and I realize it's it's about it's, it's anxious thoughts and not being able to control and not being able to feel like what's gonna happen next and then how to like be and you know kind of be able to like bring myself down from being high or being like, being excited or being into stuff and be able to like pull myself back and you adjusted that through just like adjusting things in your life yeah so I would do like the micro dose or I do a hero dose of something and then and I would be like I would get like another piece of the puzzle would come in mm-hmm. another clue would be would be revealed and um, and then yeah I've definitely noticed the last uh, last three to four years like I've not felt that that depression stuff has mm. not really come back amazing wow. yeah wow. because now I know I'm like oh you're getting anxious you're gonna burn out so you need to like dial back something or increase more self care or you know look at your nutrition so I'm I'm more aware of the kind of things as they're happening wow mm-hmm. wow 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 so yeah we were talking about microdosing yeah. Um, and I was, uh, yeah, telling you about how um, my year of non-microdosing 
was basically like it was super hard to get myself to work and mm. it was much more down and I wasn't like as excited to get up out of my bed and onto my computer in the mornings and it was just and 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 I noticed that so this whether I did a hero dose or not that year it doesn't where, really affect where where <laughs> where where were you that was when I was uh living with Jeff <laughs> and you felt like it was hard for you to work at that time there was a period um that it was very difficult to uh to get some stuff done so really there, yeah, so there was a period where I was like on point, and then and then it it was you felt like it was lacking. Yeah, and then afterwards, uh, I when I stopped doing it, I felt like like again it was a test I was doing. I'm like I'm gonna microdose for a year, and then I'm gonna like I, like I can't just be the the raw raw. Oh, I'm doing mushrooms; it works so well. Like you gotta do some sort of test on yourself to be like, okay, I actually know the difference. I'm mm -hmm. not just like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be responsible, and I'm gonna see what it's like for a year, four days on, four days off, no hero doses, and then I'm gonna see what it's like uh, without without uh, doing mushrooms and see where my head goes for a year. Like, and you know, I'm, it's not like a, it's not something you're addicted to; it's just something that it's like medicine, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm just so, shocked that you had a point where you felt like you you weren't like it was hard for you to work. So like, I've never seen that. So you. adding to the story. Um, I'm leading into now. I, I didn't continue microdosing forever. I, I you know, had a, a interesting last few years and I didn't keep on a microdosing regimen since that year. Mm. Uh, it was kind of like an on and off mm -hmm. thing, sporadic thing, which is not really the way to do it. So recently, uh, after getting into the topic of mushrooms again and getting really into it, I'm like, man, I got to start like microdosing on a regimen again. Mm. And so I actually do what Paul Stamets recommends uh he and they're currently doing uh trials on the studies on on the stack uh he recommends uh like point one or point two of psilocybin um two grams of lion's mane mm. and uh and point two of like niacin mm. niacin's b3 gives you like a flush mm -hmm. so it, what it's doing is it's pushing the blood to the ends of your capillaries mm. and that's where like nerve growth happens mm. so lion's mane mm. uh, has nerve support helps mm -hmm. uh, auditory visual nerves mm -hmm. Uh, and with uh, strengthening connections between your brain cells, when you take the niacin with that, it, it enhances those compounds that are giving you those effects. Supposedly, wrestlers use niacin. No wrestlers way. use niacin. Yes, really? Yes. For what reason? Uh, not not uh, so um, so professional wrestlers, right? Yeah. WWE wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, it. Um, I not of like children. Yeah, no. <laughs> a friend of mine the only other person who wrestles <laughs> a friend of mine no not like olympic you know not like you know iowa state yeah, wrestling yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um yeah. Uh, <laughs> not like wwe yeah. wrestling we're yeah. talking wrestling wrestling okay yeah, yeah. No, so yeah so okay. the uh but he my friend of mine he's he's like he's he does like wrestling in like one of these you know kind of like amateur wwe kind of things right okay. cool cool so um he you know gets glass broken on him and people intense. break there was one episode the one thing they had fans bring your own weapons uh event so people brought like watermelons and cheese graters and anything wow anything goes kind cheese of thing. <laughs> yeah but he said niacin is what they um they will take right before they go out because it pumps up yeah, the blood the and it makes and the, the and it makes the it makes their you know all the, the blood come into the surface so yeah have you, have you tried it i have it makes you hot Woo, makes itchy. you hot it makes you hot on the inside yeah that's yeah. horrible and then they get smacked can you imagine feeling that flushing and somebody smacks you in the I mean, chest so i've been uh oh on a serious regiment for the last like few months really uh, i've been i've been microdosing what i just described yeah. to you and uh, four days on three days off <laughs> 
Uh, and you kind of get used to it. You kind of get used to the nice and flush. You, yeah. you, you don't take it as like, this is bad anymore. You're right. like, oh, here it comes, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a little more intense than other times. Like when I, I tested out the nice and first, so it comes in like 500 milligram capsules. Not like, so that's like five grams. Yeah. Uh, or not five grams, 500, whatever. 500 milligram capsules. I, I, I microdose it at 20 milligrams. Basically. Okay. So I tried a 500 milligram capsule because that's what it comes in. I'm like, well, right. people do this. Not a problem, right? Yeah. Take one. And like for two hours, I'm like hot and red and flushing. I'm like, oh my God, in my bed, like just naked, like scratching <laughs> it's, my whole body. It's not like a <laughs> recreational drug. It's yeah. not something you want to do but, just to get high. Well, <laughs> again, so microdosing isn't meant to be fun. It's, Correct. it's, meant, it's meant for work. So the with visual the, of Mike naked, <laughs> all red, scratching his <laughs> Just beating beat red and just loving it because it's so good to scratch. Too. He's like, oh, what I do for psychedelics. Oh god. Um, but uh, yeah, afterwards you're in the zone. So with a microdose of niacin, it lasts like 15, 20 minutes. You feel that peak. You feel the tinglys. You feel mm-hmm. hot, and then it kind of just goes away. And uh, and then you're just you know you're microdosing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. So uh, and then the lion's mane is great for what I just described. And, yeah. And uh, anyway, so since then I've been like insanely motivated mm. uh when i go to work like it just like i'm ready every morning i have all the energy and it's a huge contrast to when i from just before i was microdosing mm. a few months ago where i was like not wanting to get out of bed when i sat at my computer i wasn't like i'm like what am i doing here right now and then i'd walk around the house a few times and it was really hard to get any work done in any individual day i wouldn't get enough work done mm. um and and that's just changed mm. so microdosing were you getting enough work done and just not enough for your, your scope? I just wasn't motivated. I just yeah. uh, because I know because this guy does a lot of work. He'll just sit and work all day. So we're like, were you like doing a regular person's workload, and you're like, that's not enough. No, that's the thing. So I put on two. I'll usually be hard on myself, and I'll be like, man, you're not getting enough done. And then I'll like look back at my last few weeks and be like, oh, you didn't really take any weekends, and you work like ten, twelve, or more hours a day. Right. And like, and like, sure, you'll you've been lazy and like you know for your standards whatever it is yeah and then like so i always have to think back and be like man you're working harder than like everybody else you got nothing to worry about that so anyways it wasn't that no <laughs> it wasn't it was like literally i wasn't like able to lift a finger on my keyboard it was just like and when i was it just like i'd get tired immediately like i like it's just what you were describing like why this is what i like enjoy doing this is what yeah. i want to do this is in line with my goals what the fuck is going on right now yeah. uh and i feel like microdose microdosing really made a difference there mm. and, and there's like a you can see a direct contrast between like before i did it and then when i started doing it i'm mm. like this is different so that's pretty crazy yeah. have you ever checked your blood no check your blood i mean like i've i have in the past like i've given blood and they tell me how how it's doing i'm just always, i'm always like so uh, scared when my friends say stuff like that because like i had that same thing and it just turned out i was anemic <clears throat> oh like super time. tired lethargic yeah, all that stuff like, not motivated it's usually like an it could have been it could have been something else um I, I wasn't i didn't the only difference wasn't uh psychedelics i started mm-hmm. doing turkey tail and chaga and mm-hmm. agaricon and and mm-hmm. like mixing those in uh with with my regiment so like who knows mm. <laughs> it's, so I, I, i'm one man i can't well, it's interesting because I think that for me, what I've noticed isn't that the the, the microdosing of, of or the plant medicine isn't necessarily the thing that heals anything. For me, it's more like it gives me an awareness of what's going on, right? And so it helps me. So, like when I when I when I did the microdose on on sort of the productivity tip on it, it was like it was like reminding me the messages I got throughout those days were like, 
hey, you uh, work pretty hard most of the time, so you got to give yourself a little bit of a break here. You know, like if you feel like you're tired, it's probably because you're tired. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if you feel like you need to rest, it's probably because you need to. So I feel like that's what the, the microdosing does for me. It just helps me um, understand what I need, huh. what I what I really need to accomplish that particular goal. For, for me, a hero dose is the one that gives me the answers. And then like you put the work in after from the microdose perspective, I don't, hmm. I, I feel like I'm not downloading so much hmm. uh, information. I'm more just like doing. Hmm. Um, but that's interesting that you say that. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's not, I feel like I've always said, like, I feel like an emotional evolution from my stint of uh, microdosing. Like, I just felt like I was able to be more open with uh, my girlfriend and mm. my friends about how I feel and being vulnerable and finding strength in mm. that. That was, like, a big lesson that Microdose taught me, mm. like, finding uh, strength and vulnerability and stuff like that. Mm. And letting that, like, letting that be your sword yeah. almost, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Are you Microdosing right now? No. I, I, need, to, I need to do those things. <laughs> yeah, where I sit now on it is like it's good to do, you know, a couple quarters a year and then take some time off and mm. switch it up a little bit. It's maybe not something you do all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to depend on it either. Yeah. You don't want to be like, I do this for work. That's yeah. not that's not a good place to be. Yeah. I've never. Yeah. Well, yeah. In terms of microdosing, because I've never heard anybody say that with psilocybin so much. Usually cannabis with that. <laughs> I want to. Speaking of work, I want to get to the point where I can like do a hero dose but like my tools are such a familiar extension to me like my creative tools that i can like operate them like mm. you know well you can you know so like i can like use adobe illustrator use i do 3d sculpting use zbrush mm. uh and and see like I, like i know the tool so well that i don't even have to think about it mm-hmm. so that i can like press these buttons mm-hmm. but i don't think i don't i don't know how possible that is you I can do that I don't even know. I feel like I it's more like for painters. Like I know you can I know use a paintbrush, but you can use a keyboard. I know how to. I know how to help you do that because I do that. I'm always on the computer. Yeah, I, I don't want to touch a computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think you just need to try it's it. So it becomes overwhelming because it's like like you look at my house and there's a lot of stuff around, right? <laughs> but you look at my computer and there's a lot of stuff, and like I see that stuff like a room, and like I right. don't want to be in that room, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know what? Maybe and maybe this might it's help too much. because I am a very much a planner on my trips. Maybe you should just open the program. Ooh, yeah, leave the program up, and not only just leave it up, but like have a thing that you're gonna work on, not just like stuff, but like actually have like I'm gonna make this thing and like try it. It's possible, but then you got to do that. Like there's some, but there's lots of buttons and there's lots involved. There's lots of things <laughs> yeah. that can go wrong. I have no interest in technology what? when yeah. I'm taking mushrooms. It's I'm not like not. I want to like write things. I want to like right. it's all it's all analog. I have no interest in in, I, in, in getting into technology. I get into I, both. Like I was very much like that. And then as I started getting exposed to him and Adobe and everything, I started like just like mm. really going over to that and like literally mm. just sitting down. The only thing that ever stumped me is I was on a lot of LSD once and I tried to use After Effects and it just didn't work out. It, the program turned into a whale and I got stuck and I was just staring at it for like three hours. That sounds about right. Like I, could, I just couldn't do anything. I was like, this is too big of a problem and I don't have... Mm. The it's a mental. whale of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I was thinking of you too. And I'm like, I don't know how he does this. I'm like, this is too much. I don't it's do too that. Much. <laughs> I'm like, how does he know? How, like, period. I'm like, how does he know how to use this program? I'm like, this is so oh. weird. <laughs> I'm like, this is too much. But now I do it. You just got it's repetition sometimes. You practice. You learn new things every day. But also, I don't know how good it is to do that. And you'd have to turn off all your notifications on yes. your computer. I actually already, I do that sober now. There's no 
dings or whistles or beeps or bops. I just no, none of that. Not interested. I feel like you got that in spades. I feel like you're someone that's like that. You turn off all the notifications. Um, I I like yeah. I like to do when I'm not working. I like to turn off my notifications off and just be present with when yeah. doing family or whatever. Yeah, I mean that's. Um, I think um, yeah. I think the interruptions are really awful for productive work. <laughs> they don't really help at all. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I, I, I do work with clients, so I have to be, be responsive, but, um, true. Um, that is true. but, uh, yeah, I, I do, I do find, uh, yeah, turning off notifications and I don't, all those, I don't, I never click on anyone's bell on YouTube to remind me instantly when they've dropped a video. I'm like, <laughs> no, thanks. I don't need to know that. <laughs> I did that with like so many accounts and now I'm like regretting it. So yeah. Like, oh my God. Cause it was like, oh my God. All right. Turn it there off it is one again. by one like, now. You can go to your subscription every day and see what's new. You don't need to be exactly. told. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Wow. So much stuff to talk about. Intentions. What do you, you, you touched on intentions more so than anybody ever has, more so than even we have. Um, what about like set and setting? What do you usually do for that? Like, how do you set that up usually? Um, I'm pretty, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'm, uh, sometimes I can like just walk around downtown and I'll be okay. Um, and I won't need a setting really. I'll just kind of just set my own intention and internally kind of just as long as it's a nice sunny day or whatever, that's my setting, right? If it's a nice out Nate out, outside, mm-hmm. um, it, that's my setting. Um, it can get more elaborate, like with, with a group of people. And usually when there are more women around they're you know, bringing the frilly stuff and the, the, the napkins and the, the silk and everything, you know, like you, you obviously like women just, and my friend group anyway, they tend to be the ones to bring that kind of stuff out. Mm. But, um, so it, and it's nice. It's lovely. It does add something. Of course. It, it, you know, it does, it does bring something out of it too. Mm. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like a DIY when it comes to set and setting, like whatever's there, whatever's around, as long as I can, as long as good people or, or if I'm by myself, okay. I'm good usually. Cool. So you're more like a mindset person. That's like the best thing or the most thing that you concentrate on. Like I, your mindset going into it. Um. Yeah, I, I It's more like it's. I, I'm at the point now where I, I'm pretty confident with my mindset in most situations. So, but with mushrooms, I just find like, yeah, outside is important. Sunshine. Like that kind of, those are my, that's my set. That's when I get the most out of it. The most out of the experience. I saw a scale. It was like, uh, it was like 0.1 to 0.5 mushrooms is like a microdose mm-hmm. or like, and then like, or like 0.1 to 0.3 or whatever. And then 0.5 is like a creative dose. Mm-hmm. And then like, uh, two to four grams is like nature walk, sunny day. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that's what you're doing when you do these walks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's like, it's like five plus hero dose. And then, but not five plus, it's like five to 12 hero dose. And then it's like 12 to 28, which I've never seen on a scale before. 12 to 28, God dose. And I'm like, oh, wow, we haven't like done that really. Yeah. <laughs> I've touched on it. You can come close to it, but uh, that's the, you, you, like you, I was you actually used that phrase before, God, like a God dose. Yeah. You know, it's that too, right? I was going to mention this scale because <laughs> uh, it made me think of it, but. I, I don't think any of us have been there. I touched 14, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I don't call it God. <laughs> I don't think anything I do is godly. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely have been to the point where I've done mushrooms. And if I didn't know better, better I'd f- felt like God was 
Present. going through my brain my veins <laughs> basically mm-hmm. uh like like absorbing the universe and it was like oh my god this powerful being like what is this and if i was in a different mindset i would have been like oh well like clearly that's god and mm. that's that's where my head's at now mm. but uh, <laughs> it was just you know the universe the universe communicating <laughs> you ever had an experience like that because that's like kind of mystical what he's talking about feeling like god's present yeah i find that uh more uh, easily accessed through cannabis, that kind of really? experience. Wow. Um, yeah, that, that's that, that would be you know my cannabis is more is more my 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 jam in terms of like regular plant medicine and um, and it takes me pretty far. Are you doing large doses? Um, not necessarily. No, like oh. um, you know, like a even like a man, let's say like a point four point five like a one paper one paper joint maybe two paper joints sometimes but yeah, yeah i don't I, d- I tend to you know first thing in the morning if i if i smoke and then i meditate right after that like i'm gone oh, it's so like mm-hmm. so gone and um yeah i don't know if we asked but uh have you ever had like a hero does like a full-on ego death let's call it um yeah but again i don't I, it's funny i feel like i don't take as much as you're supposed to to get those experiences right mm-hmm. so i feel like i'm not sure if i have have or not okay for me it well, felt like it well like you would know like have you felt yeah like have I, you felt your ego completely dissolve and not recognized who you were and and then felt an overwhelming feeling of oneness and connection with everything in nature like literally the whole universe is you the problem Have with that is that, that? I, I feel that on a daily basis without <laughs> medicine so that's hard to uh, it's hard to say but yeah because I, I i you feel your ego dissolve on a yeah, daily basis yeah okay. like i i've i've Just making sure i i, I can tr- i i've 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 trained myself through meditation to be able to f- almost flip it on and off like okay. a switch okay you know also that makes sense t- t- says that <clears throat> is uh, Darren Austin Hall. He was telling me that exact same experience. He's like, I just go there through meditation. Mm-hmm. I think even Chris, you know, Chris, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. they talk about that, like almost like a Kundalini experience, mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. we can say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. I really want to get to that point because I've heard so many people talk about like, they're like, no, no, I've done mushrooms and I've done this and it's the same. And mm-hmm. I'm like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I've heard that too. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Meditation is very powerful uh, if you get into it. You know, like in it, it, where the the ego death, as it were, it is for me, I, I think it's, um, it's, yeah, it's accessible by people. It's accessible through consciousness. It's just, it's, it's just who you are, right? It's who right. we are. We're right. both, you know, that one person and then everything else. So I think that, there's different ways to access it and there is, but nonetheless, like I have experienced, I, you know, I have taken, you know, a pretty, like the day I couldn't tell what was up, you know, I would say that that for me was a, was a, uh, ego death or God dose or whatever you, you know, want to put it, but I only took two and a half grams sure. or three grams. Sure. So, um, but I, 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 you know, I think it does, it definitely, everyone has a different, uh, level of tolerance and what would be, you know, a big dose for somebody is, you know, very small for somebody else. Yeah. And also you can't really measure, uh, the active ingredient in what you're taking. Correct. So you're just taking a bunch of mushrooms. Like, Correct. Like you said, you took, you had to set up your intention. You had all your buddies and your ceremony. Yeah. It was a weak mushroom trip. Yeah. Um, but they, they all should have just did five grants. That's what you guys should have done. You guys should have <laughs> all just went hero dose. Like, guys, everybody's doing a hero dose. Now. <laughs> Everybody just start to eat. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, man. Uh, that was this fantastic. Is, yeah, it's a very odd episode. It's been an hour and 42 minutes, but it feels like it was longer. 
Maybe it's because I'm sober this time. I'm usually high in these interviews. Oh, know. yeah? Yeah, sober this time. Hmm. It just happened. With the right person, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Nick. Uh, do you have anything that you're plugging? Any breath? People should breathe a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> do, do you have like breath work classes? Nope. No? Okay. I just think that people <laughs> should breathe a lot more. And okay. uh, uh, next time you're on a nice psychedelic experience, spend some time just really focusing on what your breath feels like and how it, how you can expand the trip or, uh, or, or even reduce the trip using just your breath. Wow. Awesome. Well, You've been listening to Talking Mush. That was amazing, Nick. No plugs. What a gangster. Plug breathing. Yeah. That's a plug. For the people. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Peace. You've been listening to Unreal Johnson. Mike Adelic. (laughs) Unreal Johnson. (laughs) He said it. Oh, he said it. Oh, my gosh. uh, Call us Epps. I'm making making shirts. Call call us Epps. (laughs) Call us (laughs) Epps. All right. Peace. See you later.